We're going to go to the Word of the Lord today, just for a little while. I want to talk to you a little bit about what's going on and what's happening out there in the world. And uh, some of you maybe have, have discovered one of mine and Amy's old friends from the past out there on Facebook and on YouTube. He does a lot of prophecy stuff. His name is Ken Raggio. Anybody discovered him? Anybody? I know Casey has. It was funny. I read his, I read one of his posts the other day after Russia invaded Ukraine, and I just kind of chuckled because that sounds just like him. And before the day was over, Casey had texted me the same quote. I was like, oh, she's found him too, but We've known him since 1988 and had a six-week revival at his church in Texas and all of that business. But I want to talk to you today about what's going on. We're living in the last days. We're living in the last days. Okay? And um, God has to... The Bible says that the Lord sets one up and puts down and brings down another. And all the kings and presidents and politicians and prime ministers are simply, basically, pawns in the hands of the Lord. And what's going to happen in this world is what's going to happen. And there's going to be, there's going to be tribulation that's going to come. There's going to be trouble that's going to come. And you and I are in a very safe place today eternally we're in a very safe place today we may not be in a safe place physically one day because I don't know does anybody remember when I preached a message a year or so ago called the nationalist versus the globalist anybody remember that message first of all the let me give you an example uh, President Trump held a nationalist movement it was America first. It was securing the border. It was uh, making America great again was his motto. And then we have globalists. Now, globalists do not want sovereign nations. Globalists want it to be one big world. But they want to make sure that the one big world they have all of the yachts and the helicopters and the private jets and all the money while all of the other subjects of the earth live in high-rise concrete condominium apartment buildings like they're spread out through Eastern Europe. Like, did you see the picture of the apartment complex that the missile hit in Ukraine? Okay. Now, notice that the building did not fall completely down because those buildings are made of solid concrete. The walls are solid concrete. The interior walls are concrete, all right? Because, and I've been to Eastern Europe several times, and I have friends in Bulgaria, and I said, you know, if you guys ever want to remodel, you cannot move any walls without some jackhammers and a lot of hard work. But that's why the building didn't come completely down, because the missile just took out that corner. But that's what the globalists want. They want us all in those apartments going to work, when in Bulgaria, Brother Linkoff, who's been here several times, told us, and has told me personally, in the wintertime when the communists were in power, when we had the communism, that's how they say it, when we had the communism, 
you had a winter time you had a choice of either hot water or heat you did not get both you get to choose which one you like the hot water or the heat and so these globalists don't want any borders they don't want sovereign nations So look at the southern border of the United States right now. Approximately 40 million in the last year and a half have rushed our border. And then they put them on jets and they fly them all over the country in the middle of the night. And they end up in, how about Springfield, Illinois? How about Chicago? Amen. How about Wilkes-Bear, PA? All of that business. And we're moving toward a one world government. We're moving in toward a, a one-world government, and it shouldn't shock us of what happened this week, but there's something that I want to share with you out of it. I'm not going to keep you very long. I don't want the, the, your bellies growling so loud that it interrupts my message today while you wait for lunch. I told Kevin the other day, sometime I'm going to say, oh, instead of saying it's quiet in here like that Coca-Cola remark, it's going to be, oh, it's so quiet in here, I can hear your belly growling. Amen. So, let's go here. This is what my buddy Ken Raggio put on his post on Facebook. Now, he has a, he has a prophetic uh, ministry, end-time ministry, that he's on YouTube and on Facebook. And he had a lesson last night on the One World Government, and he was naming key players in this One World Government. You might want to subscribe to it or you can watch it for free but it was it's very interesting his last name is spelled r-a-g-g-i-o he's a good italian ken raggio he said the russian bear is doing exactly what the bible prophecies indicated the bear is in daniel 7 ezekiel 38 and revelation 13 known as gog and magog you see those are the old biblical names for the the countries to the north of Israel. The feet of the beast world government and the principal antagonist of, at Armageddon expect Russia to increase its presence and power on the global stage until Jesus returns. There is no cause to panic every time Russia moves. Fear God and nothing else. Prepare for great tribulation. Keep the faith. God will see us through. Now, Brother Raggio is a post-trib. He believes the rapture is going to take place after the tribulation. I prefer the pre-trib myself. I'm probably just a little weenie about that. Actually, I'm probably a big. I mean, got me. I can't. You can't. You know, I would. I don't. I don't want to go through trouble. I go through enough trouble. We go through enough trouble. But if we have to go through tribulation, we'll have to go through tribulation. I want you to think about this. Last Sunday morning, the Ukrainian Christians got up and went to church. They celebrated Christmas with their families the way they celebrate Christmas in Ukraine. Not thinking that unless before the 1st of March there would be Russian soldiers on the streets. You see, we don't know what the future holds for any of us. We don't know what is going to happen tomorrow in our personal lives. We don't know if there's a tragedy that's going to come. We don't know if there's going to be 
a, a lump or a knot that's going to show up in our, on, under our skin and in our body somewhere, and we get a diagnosis from the doctor, and before it's all over with, we, we have no hair, and we're wearing a scarf over our head, and we can't go out because our immune system's been com compromised by chemotherapy and radiation. We don't, under, we don't know. We don't know if, if uh, divorce is going to hit our family or disease. We don't know if, if tragedy is going to strike. We don't know. The Bible says to take no thought for tomorrow. Take no thought for tomorrow. And so we look at this today, and, we, and the Ukrainian Christians, I don't know, did, did anybody see the tank swerve and run over the car? And you know that guy lived? That guy in the car lived. The one track was on the hood, the other track was on the trunk. And that guy was bent over in the passenger compartment. He lived. You've seen the video of the jet making a wide swing and coming back and that missile being fired and a shot right to that house next door to the person who was filming it right there. That could come to America. This could come to America. And in this world, we have, we have rogue nations. While all of this is going on in Ukraine, North Korea fired another ballistic missile to the east. They fired about eight times this year already in just two months. That's about one a week. You see, what's happening is the world stage is being set that all of the bad actors in the world stage, which God is going to use prophetically, are going to start rising up and raising up their head. A sad thing is this. A sad thing is this. America probably helped fund this war. The reason I say that is because we import hundreds of millions of barrels of oil from Russia. Like almost 300 million barrels of Russian oil we used and imported last year. The year before that, we used no Russian oil. In fact, we were importing oil out overseas. We had all the oil that we needed, and then we were selling it overseas. There's going to be a shock player in Ezekiel chapter 38. We're going to Ezekiel 38 here in a minute. There's going to be a shocking player in Ezekiel 38. And that shocking player, now there's several players in, in, in Ezekiel 38 that are going to come against Israel, okay? They're going to come against Israel. Gog and Magog is going to come against Israel. That's Russia. And along with them, Persia. You know who that is? Iran. And along with them, Ethiopia. Along with them, Turkey, Togomar. There was another one. The country's called Germany. I never could figure out and never could put together why Germany, which is a member of NATO, which is a Western European nation, would rise up and come against Israel and would be aligned with the Soviet Union or, or Russia until a few months ago or years ago when there's a, there's a pipeline that's taken oil and natural gas from Russia underneath the Baltic Sea to Germany. Germany is getting its heating oil from Russia. You don't want to make the guy who's keeping you warm in the winter mad, do you? 
you don't want to have a shortage of gas where gas is going to hit. When I was in uh, England years ago, gas was 7 or $8 a liter. The globalists want, and the globalists go along with climate change, okay? Because it's all about control. And so they want gas to get so high that the everyday person cannot afford it. So then the everyday person has to ride the subway in Vandalia. Anybody been on the subway today? You've been on the tube? All right, that's what they call it in London, it's the tube. They want everybody to take the subway. They want everybody to live in high-rise apartments. They don't want personal ownership of property at all. They want you to be on the government health care system. They want you to work for the government. They want to take all of your money so you don't own anything. That's why some of these large cities are now uh, in, in subdivisions and neighborhoods. They are putting zoning, they're taking zoning, uh, putting zoning in for multifamily housing and apartment buildings in the middle of subdivisions. They call it racial equity. That word equity is, a, is a, a term they use to make it think like we're going to make it equal for somebody else who's less fortunate than you are because you're more, you're more prosperous than they are, so we're going to make everything equal. But what they do is they drive down the price then of the suburban homes, and then when you sell, you don't have any money, so then you have to go to a high-rise. You see, this is all about the end time. This is all about one world government. And uh, Russia invades Ukraine. Now, here's a situation here that uh, we shouldn't be surprised. Russia really hasn't been a player for a while. For the last 30 years, Russia has really not been a player. And the reason they haven't been a player is because in, in 1988, 89, 90, is the former Soviet Union split up. And uh, you remember the speech by Ronald Reagan at the Brandenburg Gate, Mr. Gorbachev, tear down this wall. And you know what? Mr. Gorbachev tore down the wall. And we saw the pictures of East Germany and West Germany being united together again. Families were reunited again. If you read in the book of Revelation, it says that the beast, the beast had a, a, a head wound, and he was healed. That head wound was the Berlin Wall that came down, and East and West met together again. What happened then was all of the republics of the Soviet Union that made up the communist USSR, the Union of Soviet Socialist Republics, began to become countries. You had Belarus become a country. You had Georgia become a country. You had Ukraine become a country. Now, the problem is this, that all of these that used to be republics and states, basically, of the Soviet Union, now are becoming their own nations. And some of the nations took on form of uh, democratic representative governments like we have, and they didn't follow the communist pattern anymore. Here's the problem. History now is repeating itself, just like Hitler. Hitler was one of his main drives to power was that he was going to restore the honor of the motherland. Because in World War II, at the Treaty of Versailles, see, you've got you to do your history here, friends. At the Treaty of Versailles, 
when they declared World War I was over, Germany was suppressed. They could not make any uh, material for warfare. They could not make anything as far as a, 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 for, for defense. They owed all the other nations for um, being, being the cause of the war, for retribution, and for uh, reparations and all of that business. They were severely in debt. They were oppressed. And out of all that, Hitler rises up, and he begins to have a message that says, we are going to make Germany great again. We are going to restore back to Germany the pride of the motherland. Hence, then Hitler comes to power, and he starts to restore the power back to Germany. Putin is doing the same thing. Because Putin has said, the reason that we're in Ukraine is because Ukraine is part of Mother Russia. So if he says that, also is Belarus. Also is Romania and Poland and Bulgaria. Are you seeing what's happening here? We're seeing history, brothers and sisters. And we are players in this, whether we want to be or not, because we are part of the church of the living God. And so we have to not look at this in fear, but we have to look with an eye and say, you know what, God, what are you trying to do, and how do you want to use me in this hour? Let's look at this little situation here. This, this blows my mind. This was a couple days ago. With markets worried about a full-scale invasion of Ukraine by Russia, this was just a week ago in one of the newspapers, at least one scenario can be ruled out, and that is use of Kiev, uh, or Kiev of nuclear weapons as a bargaining chip. Now, I don't know if you know this or not, but when the Soviet Union split up, Ukraine had a large nuclear arsenal. In 1994, Ukraine decided to give up those weapons in exchange for U.S., U.K., and Russia guaranteeing this country's security. The agreement is known as the Budapest Memorandum. To put a finer point on it, Ukraine didn't have an independent arsenal, but agreed to remove what were former Soviet weapons on its territory, as one group explains. They would have become the third largest nuclear superpower in the world. They would have went from just a, a regional providence to the third most powerful nuclear superpower behind America and China, this little country. But they decided they didn't want them. But as German Marshall Fund of the United States analyst points out, there has been hand-wringing over Ukraine's decision to give up its weapons ever since Russia annexed Crimea in 2014. I don't know if you remember that or not. They had the Olympics in February of 2014 in Sochi, Russia. You remember that? And then right after all the athletes got home a few weeks later, Russia decides they're going to move in and take Crimea, which is a peninsula in the Black Sea. Because, you see, Russia does not have a warm water port so they need a warm water port. And they said that most of the population is Russian anyway. That's what they're saying, so we're just uniting everybody again. Many have been asking whether Ukraine would find itself in its current predicament if it had not done so, says the analyst written by a visiting fellow, Jack Kennedy. 
Kelly. Nuclear weapons are often viewed as the trump card in international relations. A threat an enemy knows always looms over them. I would say that if Ukraine would have had their arsenal of nuclear weapons, Putin would not be where he's at today. Now let me say this. What is the devil trying to negotiate us out of as we walk with the Lord? <laughs> they had guarantees that the United States would protect them. They had guarantees that England, the United Kingdom, would protect them. They had guarantees that, oh, Lord, how about this one? You talk about sleeping with the enemy. Russia would protect them. They had these guarantees. Number one, there was about, uh, there was over, I believe, 2,000, there was maybe 1,000 or 1,500 ICBMs, intercontinental ballistic missiles in silos that had multiple warheads on them. But they did not know the codes. They did not have the information on how to operate them because all that was centralized in Moscow at the time. And so when the country fell apart, here is Ukraine with all of these nukes. They don't want them. They don't even know how to use them. And they turn it all back over to Russia with the guarantee that Russia and the U.S. and the United Kingdom will protect their sovereignty. I don't think that Russia would be where it's at today in the Ukraine if they still had those nuclear missiles. Because you see, the enemy wants to talk you out of all sorts of stuff. I want you, there's a movement. Now, there's a movement in the United States. They want to take everybody's guns. Hello? They want to take all your guns. One of the things that one of the deterrents that stopped the Japanese from invading mainland USA in world, at the beginning of World War II was one thing, and it was called the Second Amendment, and everybody had guns. I don't know if you've seen the headlines. I'm sure you have. They are passing out semi-automatic weapons to everybody that's walking in Ukraine. I mean, old dogs like me even have them. There was one, one guy, he was, a, um, he was a, an athlete, was he a tennis player? He, they strapped one on him. He said, I, I'm proud to be Ukrainian. There was a lady who was a Ukrainian model. They took a picture of her. There she is with her, her automatic weapon on. You see, in this hour that we live in spiritually, we're going to have to make sure that we keep our weapons. You cannot let your weapons down, and you cannot let them just sit around. You cannot let the enemy try to take anything from you because he's going to try to do whatever he can to dumb us down, to weaken us, that he can just come in and think that he's going to take over in just a few short days. I'm seeing headlines, and maybe some of you are seeing the same thing, that Mr. Putin is very angry because it's not going quite like he thought it would. And to that I say, praise the Lord. Isn't that awesome? Kelly argues Ukraine made the right choice in giving up its nukes. Ukrainian President Vladimir Zelensky, meanwhile, has bitterly criticized the West for what he says is failing to live up to its promises. And he is exactly right. And you know what? Uh, the United States and, and Great Britain wanted this guy, the president, they wanted to get him out of the country. 
before the country fell. And he said, I don't need a ride, I just need ammunition. Now that's a man that will die for his country. So he said, Ukraine has received security guarantees for abandoning the world's third nuclear capability. He said in a speech earlier this month at the Munich Security Conference, we don't have that weapon, we also have no security. And so they're left to fight by themselves. And they're left to face an enemy that's very overpowering. But it sounds like that they're hanging on and things are happening. Listen, by ourselves, we are no match for the devil. By ourselves, we are no match for the enemy. The devil can disarm us and talk us into crazy stuff if we let him. You've got to watch what you hear. You've got to watch what you see. You've got to watch what you think. You've got to watch what you say. Remember this, the battlefield for each of us is right between our ears. And we have to be very careful how we're thinking. Amen. Matthew 24, 4 and 5, Jesus said, answered and said to them, Take heed that no man deceive you. See, the very first thing that Jesus is going to talk about when he starts listing the end time is don't be deceived. Don't be deceived, brothers and sisters, that, you know, church is not a priority. Our world should revolve around the kingdom, not the kingdom revolve around our world. We live in a very selfish generation. <laughs> I was listening to Brother Raggio, and he, he was naming names and situations last night on YouTube or whatever he was. He said, some of you may never hear this one again. He said, just at my email, I'll post it there. But, you know, we live in a day when tech, big tech is censoring us. Big tech is censoring conservatives. Big tech is censoring people who are taking a stand against the globalists in the world out there. Jesus said, don't be deceived. Let no man deceive you, for many shall come in my name, saying, I am Christ, and shall deceive many. There was an article years ago. I have that paper at my house. It, it, I have a paper of the, I believe it's the Wall Street Journal, and it was from 1982 or 83, and it is a full-page article that says the Christ is now here. You see, the spirit of Antichrist and this globalism is already in the world. It's been in the world since Jesus was here. It's been in the world. The enemy, when it comes right down to it, there's, there's two teams. There's God's team and there's the devil's team. You're either going to be on the Lord's team or you're going to be on the devil's team. You can't straddle both because I'll tell you, you're going to get shot both ways. You can't make it straddling. You're going to have to decide where you're going to be. Am I going to be in the Lord's army, or am I going to be deceived with the rest of the world? And guess what? This thing about everybody doing it may not be very safe. You may want to see where the least amount of people are going because that's probably the way to go because the Bible says that broad is the way that leads to destruction. And many there be that go in thereat. There's some good old... King James for you. Many there be that go in there at. That means a lot of people heading that way. But if you want to find the straight and narrow, you find those that are straight and it's narrow, and there's just a few that are finding that path. What am I saying? I'm saying don't be deceived in this last hour. Don't be afraid in this last hour. Let Russia do what it's going to do because God said it's going to happen. God said they're going to, and guess where they're all headed to? Guess where they're all headed to? Ukraine is not the last situation. They're all headed, by the time it's all said and done, they're headed to one little country, one little sliver of land over there on the Mediterranean Sea called Israel. 
You see, because the enemy, the devil, hates Israel. Why does he hate Israel? Because Israel's, Israel's God's people. Why does he hate Israel? Because the Messiah came out of Israel. Why does the world hate Jews? Because Jesus was a Jew. We're saved by a Jew. Oh, that's why the world hates us. Because there's this insatiable hatred for the people of God, both naturally and spiritually. You know, you walk, you, you walk into work and you, you're, you're a spirit-filled man and woman of God. There's people who don't like you simply because you're a church person. There are people that set up jokes on you just because you're a church person and want to see how you react. Years ago, years ago, I remember everybody, uh, most people know Nick Brown. You know Nick Brown? Well, Nick Brown's dad worked in a factory. Actually, Amber, he worked in the same factory where Alex works. And he was living for God. His dad's name was Bruce. He was living for the Lord. Jim, you know where that factory's at. He was living for the Lord, and there was a couple pranksters in there, and one of the guys' name was Bill. He was a big prankster. And so they would tease Bruce. They'd make fun of him. They'd do tricks on him. One time, they, they put this adhesive glue on a chair, and Bruce sat down on it in the break room. Well, the, the adhesive was so strong that it, he could, he, it had to cut his clothes to get out of the chair. And they just laughed and he hawed about it. But you know, Bruce held his integrity with the Lord. And before it was all over with, the prankster Bill wants to know the kind of Christianity that Bruce has. And Bill goes to church and gets the Holy Ghost and gets baptized. You might know Bill's brother-in-law. His name is Mike Carr. Debbie's brother, little brother Bill. We call him Sweet Willie. What am I saying? I'm saying people are watching you. No time to be afraid. You just keep walking with the Lord. The Lord has all this under control. So the Christ is on his way. You'll hear of wars and rumors of wars. See that you be not troubled, for all these things must come to pass, but the end. Everybody say, the end is not yet. There's still more to come, for nation shall rise against nation, kingdom against kingdom. There shall be famines and pestilence and earthquakes in divers places. All these are the beginning of sorrows. And so what's happening now the policies that are being made on a, in a national level at our, in our country and the policies that are being made in a global situation. You see, the, the economic system, all they have to do is shut down certain banks and we're not going to get any of our money out. I don't know if you've ever had your account frozen or not, but when your account's frozen, it's frozen good. You ain't getting none of it. Sorry about your luck. You ain't getting none of it. How are you going to buy if you don't have any money? I don't know if you've ever heard me say this. Now. I said, you know, we're still, things are still going good out there. We can still drive to work. We can still get groceries. We can start power still on. But what are we going to do when the power goes out? 
I tell you what some of you are going to do. Some of you are going to, are going to just flat die. Because when that cell phone dies for the final time, you're going to have to play Yahtzee. So everybody better go get you a Yahtzee set right now. Because when that... Tell you, some of you, that's your cocaine. Cell phone's your cocaine, man. Anyhow, how'd I get on that? The power's going out. I don't know if it's true, but I've heard it several places that an electromagnetic device that is detonated 400 miles above the United States will take out all of our power. That means you're not going to have a sound system. You're not going to have television. They, they said that it will, it will destroy and burn up all the solid-state electronic whatever. That's your car starters and your alternators. You're not going to get to go anywhere. What are we going to do? What's going to happen to us? I'm going to tell you what you better start planning on. You better start planning on getting in the kingdom as tight and as fast and as hard as you can. You better start making the kingdom a priority. We better start making the kingdom a priority because we are coming down. This is just the beginning of sorrows. And you know, Putin has already said, but you know, Putin ain't very big. He's just a little fellow. He's not very big. But he already said, if anybody comes to help Ukraine, we will unleash on you like you have never seen before. Is he crazy enough to do an electromagnetic device? Is he crazy enough to send nuclear weapons? They just went to, they just went to a nuclear status in Russia today because of the way the war is going. Or are they going to just take a small bomb and take out a city and say, just like we did in World War II? Will they take out a small, will they take out the fourth or fifth smallest or largest city in Ukraine and say, if you don't stop, this is what we're going to do to Kiev. This is what we're going to do to this one. This is what we're going to do to that one. Are you seeing, we are dealing in a situation, brothers and sisters, we are in the last days. And we better get our business straight with God. We are better, we better, we better get it straight with God. The Bible says, and with this is talking about Peter, and with many other words did he testify and exhort, saying, Save yourselves from this untoward generation. There's a scripture, I'm closing. There's a scripture that I that I didn't put up there, and it says, Today is the day of salvation. Brothers and sisters, we have no promise of tomorrow. We have no promise. Now, if Putin is crazy enough, okay, if he's crazy enough to take out a city with a nuclear weapon in Ukraine, then what superpower is coming to Ukraine's defense then? It ain't going to be China. I don't think China cares. China cares about one thing right now, Taiwan. And you don't think they're watching all this go down? Uh-huh. You're going to wake up one morning, and the bombers are going to be flying over to Taiwan. Now, do you know 
here you go. Do you know that 90%, between 70 and 90% of the, the silicone chips that you need for your computers are made in Taiwan? You're gonna, not going to have a cell phone. You're going to be laying on the floor jerking and shaking. And when you can't even get on a computer, you're going to swallow your tongue. It's over. Is it true? You can go home with me today. Amen. Not one other person said, yeah, thank you. What are we going to do? We don't have, do you know what computers run today? Computers run everything today. Computers fly your planes. Computers start your cars. Megan's car, it's, a, it's an old Lexus. The battery needed changed. I took it to one place here in town to put a new battery in. They said, we're not touching it. So what do you mean you're not touching? It's a battery. Are you kidding? A little bit of the East Coast came out. Didn't mean to. But it's still deep in there sometimes. Really, it's got to be a lot moved. But when it comes out, it's bad. Anyway, I said, it's a battery. Are you kidding me? They said, it may, when we unhook it from the old battery, it may erase all the computers in the car. That means you'd have to tow it to a Lexus dealership, and then it's going to cost you about a thousand bucks. My East Coast settled down, and I started feeling helpless. What? So, thank God for AutoZone. I just put a plug in for AutoZone. Yeah, bring it out here. We'll put it in. And the same time he's unhooking, I'm praying in tongues under my breath. Jesus, please don't let this erase it. Oh, my Lord. I can just see having to haul this down to St. Louis. And God was so good. It worked. It was fine. Computers run everything. You know how many motherboards are in the soundboard that run this sound system? There's 32 motherboards in that soundboard. There is a sound. There is a motherboard for every channel on that computer on that soundboard right there. Computers run everything. Uh huh. Walmart orders from computers. When something goes out the door, it's checked out. When a gallon of milk is checked out at Walmart, it automatically registers back over to the, the main ordering deal, and a new one's ordered right away. So they're never out of stock like that. Are you seeing what I'm saying? Computers run everything. What are we going to do? Jesus said, don't be deceived. Don't be afraid. I'm closing. We got a song today? Amen? Huh? Okay. Go. Amen. Save yourselves from this generation. Don't let the devil talk you out of your weapons, brothers and sisters. Your weapons, what are your weapons? The number one weapon is prayer. You got to keep praying. You got to keep praying. You got to keep fasting. You got to keep reading the word. You know, and I'm not here to keep track of how many days you fast. Because you try to keep days of how many days I fast, you can look at me and think, he didn't ever fast. I do, I try. But when you take medicine, you've got to take food with it. Then what are you going to do? Well, Lord, I'll fast till lunch. About 15 minutes later, what are we going to have for lunch? Hallelujah. I'm ready for lunch. Oh, Lord. Keep fasting, keep praying, keep reading the Word. Keep coming to church. 
get your family involved in church. Church is important. Church is important Sundays. Church is important Wednesdays because the church just keeps on moving. The church is a living organism. We just keep on moving. Are you seeing what I'm saying? And you, you're going to miss something when you miss a service. And so what am, I, what am I saying? I'm saying don't let your guard down. Don't let the enemy talk you out of any of your weapons. Don't let him try to say you'll be all right. Pastor's just lost his mind, and he's heavily medicated right now. No, 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 no. I know exactly what I'm saying. And I'm telling you the devil wants to deceive us and trick us. Just a week before, Zelensky, the president of Ukraine, said they're not going to attack us. You saw that on the news. They're not going to attack us. They're not coming in. And sure enough, they came in. You don't ever know. You don't ever know. Let's all stand. We got to get our business straight with God. We got to make sure that we're walking in the kingdom. This thing of walking in the kingdom, listen, guys, God put you here and me here. I mean, that's not good English. You and I, it's acceptable, I know. You and I here for this hour. Stoney, you're here for this hour. Good seeing you. You look good right there. You're welcome. You're welcome. And it ain't easy, is it? It's a fight every day. That's the truth. But anything worth having is worth fighting for. And let me tell you something else. If it was easy, everybody would be doing it. And this Christian walk's a lonely walk sometimes. This Christian walk is a hard walk sometimes. But God put us here in this time. He didn't put you here 30 years ago, Brad. I was with Kevin the other day. We were talking about football. Kevin said he was watching the Seattle Seahawks in 1972. I said, there's no way. I said, you weren't even born, number one. Number two, the Seahawks didn't even come into existence until 1976. They came in the league with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, and both of them were terrible. And I think it was Mitchell Marcus said, who was the quarterback? I said, Jim Zorn. He was a left-hander. God put you here right now. God's here for this right now. God's got us here for this reason. And you know what? While we're looking at the global stage, then, Sister Brenda, you got battles you're fighting on the family stage. And we're, we're dealing with situations that we can't even control. And we're dealing with situations that we're wondering, God, where are you at in them? And you look at, you look at kids that you raised. You look in the eyes, and the eyes are just hollow. Shadows. And you wonder what is going on? What's happening? What are we going to do? What's it going to take? Don't give up. Don't be deceived. Don't be deceived. Don't let the devil talk you out of your weapons. Are you hearing me? I'm telling you, if Ukraine would have kept their weapons, brother, it'd be a different story today. Putin would be back home in Russia. He wouldn't be as stressed out as he is right now. But we're going to be ready for the end time. This church is going to be ready for the end time. We're going to be ready for what God wants to do in our lives. Amen. Amen. Why don't you come on up here? Let's pray together before we leave. This was a this was an interesting word today. Hallelujah. 
Don't let the devil turn you around. Don't let the devil turn you around. You hearing me? Don't let the devil slow you down. Don't let him turn you around. In fact, if anything else, we probably need to speed up a little bit. We probably need to go a little deeper than we have been. We probably need to commit a little extra than we have been. That's why this weekend coming up, we wanted to have it, we wanted to do it. We want everybody to be involved that can and will because we're getting, we want to get ready. We want to be aligned with the Spirit of the Lord. When the Lord gets ready to start turning us, and he's already starting to turn us, I can feel it. There's a, there's a, there's a shift that's coming, and when that shift is coming, I can feel what he's doing. We want to be ready for when he moves. Amen. close our eyes for a moment. Let the Lord talk to us. Hallelujah. Hallelujah.
sing that one more time. If you want us to anoint you and pray for you, come right up here and line up real, real fast. If you want us to anoint you and pray for you, we sing it again. Let's sing it again while they're moving around. Whoever wants us to pray for you, Oh, may the fire on my altar never burn. 